Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, 13th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Mrs. Jane, during the offertory, when the offertory box was moving around, she was fumbling in her purse for her offering when a large television remote fell out and clattered into the aisle. The curious usher bent over to retrieve the large television remote that fell down from Mrs. Jane to retrieve it for her and whispered, do you always carry your TV remote to church? She replied, no, but my husband this morning refused to come with me to church. I figured this was the most evil thing I could do to him legally. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, in the gospel today, Luke records for us an account of three men whom Jesus met as he traveled along with his disciples. So two of these men declared that they wished to follow Jesus to become his disciples. The other one was whom Jesus summoned to follow him. And Jesus, to become a follower of Jesus, we need a commitment. And there is a statistics, statistics to prove that our culture has a fear of commitment. And there are, uh, there are signs of reduced commitment in our culture. And adults, they feel that they have fewer, friend, fewer close friends than did adults in past decades. The proportion of people willing to join an organization such as church, labor union, political party, club and community association is declining. Book clubs, record clubs are li less likely to attract new members when multiple year or multi-product commitments were required. The percentage of adults who sense a duty to fight for their country, regardless of the cause, has dropped. The divorce rate is climbing more than half of all new marriages end in divorce. Commitment means pledging yourself to your position, no matter the price tag. Price tag. Pledging yourself to your stance, no matter what the cost. That's what commitment means. But if you make the, com make the effort to invest in godly commitments, the returns will be awesome. Luke chapter 9, 57 to 62, as we look at Jesus' call to commitment, Luke introduces three people who wanted to join Jesus on his journey. He teaches us that being a disciple of Jesus requires a focused commitment. And the first man who wanted to follow Jesus, he didn't have a real commitment 
he had a casual following. The first man in this passage makes a very powerful and profound promise to Jesus that he would follow him wherever he went. I believe that this man was sincere. He wanted to follow Jesus. He wanted to be part of what Jesus was doing as other 12 of his disciples was doing. He wanted to make a difference in the world like his disciples. But it seemed that a man described here was willing to be involved in the ministry of Jesus. There was, there was nothing wrong with that other than the fact Jesus was looking for something more from him. Jesus was looking for his full and total commitment. Jesus said to him, foxes have dens, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. The man wanted to follow Jesus, but Jesus challenged him to understand the commitment to self-denial, sacrifice, service, and suffering that was necessary. The sad reality of today's modern church and people, most of the people, they want to be involved without ever making commitment to Jesus. There is a massive difference between being involved and then being committed. Being involved means you can do what you want, as you want, when you feel like doing it. Commitment means you are at the call of Jesus 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Commitment is what Jesus is looking for, not mere participation or involvement. And the second person who wanted to follow Jesus, he had a cautious following. The first one, casual following. The second one, cautious following. Jesus addresses the problem of misplaced priorities. Jesus calls a man with the same words with, with which Jesus called his disciples. He said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. What a great blessing it is to hear Jesus' call to follow me. Jesus calls him to become part of his inner circle. But the man wanted to be a follower of Jesus on his own terms, in his own time. It is likely that man's father was ready to die. His request was to let him wait just a little while before following Jesus. Perhaps the man wanted to receive the inheritance from his father's estate. The man assumed that commitment to a family came before commitment to Jesus. He said he would commit himself fully to Jesus in the, in the future. He had another pressing obligations at the moment. Jesus' answer in verse 60 shocked not only the men, but also shocks us as well. He said to them, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. As important as our commitment to taking care of our family member is, it's not as important as our commitment to Jesus. Jesus' response, let the bury let the dead bury their own death, implies that 
the spiritually dead can bury the physically dead god does not hold us responsible for taking care of the dead but for the living the point is that proclaiming the kingdom of god is more important so important that it could not wait there is nothing wrong with caring for your family because your family is a gift from god as you are instructed by scripture to take care of them but jesus is driving at the issue of priority jesus wants us to make him first in our lives and no other place will do a disciple of a disciple follower of jesus must make a radical commitment commitment to jesus must, must take precedent over all other earthly commitments it is because jesus is all important to life and to the kingdom of god that following him above any and everyone else is so important and the third one who wanted to follow jesus he is a careful follower careful following jesus next addresses the problem of misdirected focus he describes a man who wants to follow jesus in a little bit but not immediately another said i will follow you lord but first permit me to say goodbye to those at home knowing that he would fall prey to the emotional appeal to stay home jesus challenged him to full commitment jesus said to him no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god again jesus makes a statement that sounds rather harsh when he tells the man that he is not fit to follow him why does jesus do this notice the first concern in the man's life by what what he man means says to jesus let me go back and say goodbye to my family jesus knows there is nothing deeper here than the request this man first commitment was to someone other than jesus our first commitment must be to jesus jesus understands that man's request would end in him hanging on to the old life our commitment to jesus means he becomes our primary focus other loyalties will seek to divide our hearts there are always reasons not to follow jesus we must follow him immediately where he leads even if that means leaving very dear and important people and task behind remember st paul's commitment stated in philippians 3:13 this one thing i do forgetting the things which lie behind i press on towards the high call of christ i do not dwell on the past or look back i press on once you make your commitment to jesus follow him do not look back wonder about what might have been these exchanges teach that that commitment to jesus and to the kingdom of god is to be our priority if the things and people of earth mean more to us than jesus we will kind we will find the commitment of discipleship too costly jesus calls us to commit ourselves to him in discipleship discipleship means putting your hand to the plow daily doing the ordinary hard work of ministry it is in this unexciting everyday discipleship that the glory is found for if you spend time with jesus you will become like him it may not happen quickly but it will happen 
with certainty. Amen.